0: I want you to think of your daily activities like the Legos that you played with as a kid. There are an infinite number of ways to frame your day, but it's up to you how your finished structure becomes reality. It's up to you what it looks like when you put it all together. You choose the colors. You choose the pieces. You choose where they go. You choose the points at which they intersect, the size of the project, And how much time you spend on each section. You even choose the stopping point. It's all in your control. Don't be a lazy asshole who puts two pieces together and then turns on the tube and passes out. Each piece comes with an opportunity. You get to decide the outcomes of that opportunity. Will you leave the pieces in the box? Or will you connect another piece? Will you let them kiss each other? Will you build something magical? Structure can only form with your support. And you can build any life that you want.
1: Believe that. I'm Heath Armstrong. This is Never Stop Peaking. (laughs) It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. your schmuck friends piss their pants get up and dance rocket ship that booty take a chance for your freedom miggity milk that booby because when the fear attacks it tries to crack what you're thinking fuck no you'll never stop peeking holla at your boy what's up
0: beautiful people i bet you thought i bailed huh it's been a couple weeks since I dropped an episode and you guys thought I quit. You thought I was laying in a ditch somewhere behind a porta potty with shit all over myself. But you are not correct cuz I don't quit cuz I am a champion of the sun. And there's just too much incredible energy to spread throughout the world, so why would we ever stop? Why would we let fear win? We're not going to do that. We're never going to do that. Um the reason that I was gone, obviously I was doing some magical things away from the show. I really wanted to put some episodes out, but it was just not fitting into everything that I had going on. So we launched a Kickstarter, as you heard a couple episodes back, and man, that is a lot more work than you would ever imagine. And it's fun though, it's creative work, right? It's not like I'm sitting in the concrete construction industry, measuring out manholes. I, I got to create a project, put it out into the world to see how it'd be perceived, and we raised over $9,000 to bring this thing to life. In three days, we got funded at 5,555, which is just the most incredible thing ever. I cannot thank everybody out there enough for your support. Um, I really do believe that the sweet-ass Domination deck, once in the hands of people, is going to drastically affect uh, the way that people approach motivation from a, a a short-term perspective versus a long-term burden. I really think that we can accomplish so much more than we think by just being simple and getting quick reminders of what we're working towards. And most of the self-help stuff out there is just long and it's overwhelming. And if you put labels like overwhelming on yourself, or you put a label that you're, you're kind of, scared to read throughout the whole book because it's just too much information like then you're gonna be overwhelmed and you're gonna be scared but with these sweet sexy little cards, these little bursts of motivation to help maniac to help to help beast up your maniac creative mind um, I think that it's going to be very magical and so I've been trying to focus one energy on this to push it out there to test the waters in ways that I I've never done before. Um, To reach out and and find connections and figure out how to get this thing out to the whole world, not just on Amazon and not just in my backyard and secretly sliding it out to people. Because, you know, when I put out the Sweet Ass Journal, I didn't do that much promotion for it. And I never really have promoted it because I've always been sort of, I guess, afraid of, you know, the similar feeling that all of us creatives get that we're not worthy enough to create something and share it. And I've battled that forever, but this year I'm making myself a new promise, and that's to get the things that I create in as many hands as possible because you know, if you don't ship, then you're robbing the world of your magic, and I don't want to do that. I, I want everybody to have the chance to see something that's going to inspire them, and if it's something that I create, great. If it's something that somebody else creates, awesome. We all have inspiration around us, but the, what's important is we all work together and, and we do some sexy stuff. We just
1: uh, get motivated and, and fuck the shit out of the resistant gremlin buttholes. Yeah, baby. Anyway,
0: today's episode is phenomenal. I'm going to talk about it in a second. It's with Whitney Powell. She's a super athlete. She's doing some magical things in the rowing industry and all sorts of different sports. I'm really, really excited for it because we talk about overcoming fear and how, how ridiculous it is to not overcome your fear but i wanted to share a couple reviews first because i actually pulled these out and i don't like reading my reviews out loud because it makes me feel like i don't want you guys to think that i'm like petting my my sensitive little ego and making myself feel better but i a couple of these made me laugh and and there's one that um really i want i'm more interested to, to know more about it so jonas Redmer, I hope I pronounced that right, said three episodes in and Heath has already touched either intentionally or unintentionally on multiple sources and methods of motivation as diverse as Ben Franklin's method of self-virtue tracking and the underlying tenets of ACT therapy, ACT therapy. I'm really curious as to what you're talking about there because definitely unintentional, but if it's in alignment with it, I really want to look into it because I've been having all these weird universal uh, synchronicities between things that I've done and other creators and other magical people that I'm in contact with. So I'm really curious to look into that. If you can shoot me an email with more information, um, get on my website, contact me in some way and and let me know. You can actually even do the, if anybody wants to ask a question or leave a comment, you can go to heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice, and you can leave a physical message for me. So that would be cool too. But Jonas, please let me know more about that. You said that He does so in a very unaffected, accessible, humble, and fun way that conveys his message that the challenges we perceive in life as being the most insurmountable are often the ones we build ourselves. That's beautiful. I love that. So thank you for sharing that. And then I had one from Randy Lyons that said, Absolutely awesome podcast. Heath, through his authentic raw expression, rains down the truth in a way that makes me want to ditch the umbrella and instead go run around naked in a thunderstorm. In an extremely rural setting, of course. (laughs) Yes! Take them clothes off. Shake that booty. Get out in the thunderstorm. I appreciate it, Randy. Everybody that has left a review, um, I am donating $2 towards the Help International Foundation that I work with in in Uganda. It's not a lot, but I'm hoping that these reviews will add up. Uh, I also support several of the children through sponsorships there, and if anybody's interested in doing that, it's $30 a month per child. They get beds. They get food for their family. They get tuition paid for, textbooks. It's really incredible. And they'll write you handwritten letters with the pictures of them getting their mattresses. And I've been there. I've worked with them. I know these kids. It's not bullshit. It's really, really, really magical. And we've only got about 150 of the 500 kids that are sponsored so far. Um, So anybody that wants to help, please reach out and let me know. I'm also working on a... First, before I get into this, if you guys want to know how to leave a review, I know it's challenging for some people, go to heatharmstrongcom forward slash review. Lindsay put together a nice little sheet that shows you exactly how you can leave a review for a journal, if you have a sweet ass journal, or the podcast, because either one, I'm donating money to the Help Foundation. On top of that, um, I'm working on this kind of digital community for this school in Uganda and I am so busy I've been feeling guilty about not being able to work on it as much as I would like to if there's anybody out there that's a developer in the web space who wants to volunteer some time or wants to work with me on this just for a bigger purpose please reach out to me because I I need all the help that we can get really Um, we've got this fantastic computer lab out there and these kids are, are learning I mean they're unbelievably smart when they actually get on it and you take a a village in the worst part of you outside of Jinja, Uganda and the slums and you give these kids the nicest computer lab I mean, these are the kids that were pushed away by all the tribes you know from all the different wars they they were the they were looked down upon they're a melting pot they're pushed into one side of the the village and thankfully some beautiful people came in and founded the school and put them all together into a school and now have built this school and They have these incredible computers. They're scoring higher than all the government schools. They're smart. They're super smart. These kids are beautiful, and we need all the help we can get. So please hit me up. And I just, I wanted to say once again, thanks for supporting the Kickstarter. If anybody didn't get a chance to jump on that, um, we still have decks that we can pre-order Obviously we're getting them printed now because we raised enough money to do that. So you can still pre-order an original deck if you go to ragecreate.com. Uh yes, it's so magical. It's so magical. It's cool to be able to say that. I mean, I just it's vision to reality type thing and I'm I'm super humbled. Um okay, cool. So, I want to get into this interview. Hoo um, Whitney didn't have a giveaway for the show. Cause I actually just forgot to ask her, but I'm going to give So we're making these really cool sweet ass domination deck, digital wallpaper packs that you can set as the background on your phone or your desktop. So that's the giveaway for today. If you go to heatharmstrand.com forward slash giveaway, you can enter to win this one and all, um, giveaways that we do for the rest of the history of the show forever, forever, forever doesn't matter if we're giving away sweet ass journals or butt plugs, you may win one and you may love it secretly. And then for everybody that has already won a prize, we've contacted you through email. We've gotten some responses with addresses, but if you haven't checked your email, maybe check your spam folder just to make sure that you didn't get an email from us um, because there are certainly a few of you that we would love to get the goods to that we haven't been able to get a hold of. And then there's a couple of you that we do have the addresses and it has just been my fault for not sending out the prizes because I was so busy. But I'm going to get those out next week and we're all going to shake our butt cheeks, baby. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm done rambling about all that amazing magic. Today on the show, I have Whitney Powell. This is episode 10 of Never Stop Peaking. The title of the show is Boosting Men's Olympic Rowing with Female Power. And it's such a good topic. And then the magic of challenging your fear. So Whitney Powell is a super athlete adventurer. She's the founder of Iron Will Productions. And most recently, Seven Seas Rowing Club, where she's putting together this international team of Olympians and world champions onto one rowing team and leading them like it's it's never been done before and she's incredible so every once in a while I walk away from a conversation feeling like I have fear in an everlasting headlock this sense of energy is infectious to me and I believe that the power of feeling it the power of absorbing it and sharing it is my highest purpose my highest purpose but I cannot just create this energy internally and share it. It's not like I just sit in my room and all of a sudden the shit's coming out of all orifices of my body. It doesn't work that way. It comes from the source. And the source is shared with me through the magical impact of others. We are all one big sexy grid of energy. We just have to be able to see it. Do not let the gremlins shove their fingers in dirty, stinky places and rub them all over your eyes until you get infections like pink eye and you can't see the truth. The truth is we are all one big, sexy grid of energy. Sometimes, yes, the grid goes down for a few hours while the storms do their work and wash away that stinky little funk, but the sun always rises again. Yes, it does. Whitney Powell is very much like the sun. She shines brightly in areas of leadership, athletics, motivation, and drop-kicking the fuck out of fear. It doesn't matter how people look at her, she doesn't care. She always shows up. She's always shown up. She shines just as bright no matter what kind of gremlins try to block her magical aspirations. Whitney is a lifetime athlete. She's constantly working on performance through a variety of sports including ultra marathons and trail running and diving and cycling and rowing. She has run a marathon on every single continent. She once ran 350 miles from Santa Monica to Las Vegas. And now she's taking her best shot at becoming the first woman to row on an Olympic men's team. And not only just row, but lead the team, steer the boat. She also heads her own media production company called Iron Will Productions where she travels the world and captures kick-ass adventures. So it goes kind of without saying, Whitney truly never stops peaking and I'm super pumped to get into this show right now, baby! Some of the wisdom that we have from this show revolves around obstacles being opportunities. Even when it's a marathon in Antarctica. And if you surround yourself with people who never stop peaking, you'll never stop peaking. If someone decides to steal your bike, your combined relentless peakiness will rally and fucking destroy them. They'll go to jail. It's a true story. We'll get into that. When you network, lead with your value and not with a need. Don't ask for something, sell your magic. It's entirely possible to round up world champions, Olympians, and other super-athletes from 15 different countries to compete on one unified team, even if it's never been done before. The difference between a top performer and an amateur is that top performers shut the fuck up, do the work, and let the results speak for themselves. You cannot think like a normal person and expect extraordinary things to happen. Learn to love not being part of the flock, motherfuckers. Not being part of the flock. Let's get into it. Everybody welcome Whitney. Peace.
2: (laughs) let me start at the very beginning.
0: Whitney, Whitney Powell, you are... Incredible, obviously. When I look at your Instagram bio or anything that you're doing, I, I guess you probably do some sort of photography and media as long alongside with all of your athletic stuff, which we, we can get into, but when I last talked to you to get you to come on the show, you had mentioned that you were getting ready to go on this trip, which in we were just also talking about, that you you are planning, because you're going to train with some Olympic athletes, And I think maybe you are an aspiring Olympian, if that's the case. Is that true?
2: That may or may not be true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is hardcore.
2: Yeah. I mean, hey, we don't have fast things around here. You know, go big or go home. So.
0: (laughs) No, I I, I am totally in agreement with you in every way possible. There was a life of mine in the past where I did half-ass things and I lived a half-assed life, you know, that's what, what happens. And then when you start actually going out there and feeling the discomforts in the world and exploring all those things that make you extremely scared but also insanely excited, that's where you can really develop this like higher self and become this magical beast that you never thought you could become. And you're obviously doing a lot of different things you are interested in. I mean, you're, you're involved in what? Cycling, running, rowing. Um, I don't even... Do you mountain climb? You probably do everything, right? You're like a multi-athlete? <laughs>
2: um, you know, mountain climbing isn't really something I've gotten into. That's sort of a whole different ball ballgame. Um, <laughs> um, maybe someday. Right. Maybe someday. Um, yes, it's I true. It. Well, I, I really do um, primarily like marathons, Ironman triathlons, and uh, rowing. So that's kind of why I'm... I'm like a cyclist um, and then the running I do um, in a triathlon and then also run marathons and trail running and stuff like that. So there's a lot of crossover, um, but I do not do like crick racing or street racing, you know, for cycling. Um, I'm not on a racing team for cycling. So that's right. more like training, cross training and um, for Ironman and stuff. So
0: yeah. <laughs> you, I'm just curious. Cause like when I, when I try to be physically, at my highest level what I I always struggled with waking up and thinking like okay I'm going to try to gain 20 pounds of like muscle mass muscle mass and then I would go to the gym and every single day I would just get so bored because you're doing the same thing in this routine at the gym And, and like for me I'm driven by the outdoors and so I love doing all of these different things like trail running and kayaking or mountain climbing, whatever it may be, it's always gotta be something different for me because my attention span, I guess, is very limited. And you obviously are multi-potentialite with all the different athletic coolness that you've got going on as well, probably to a much more extreme level than I am. Do you do that because you get bored with the same thing over and over again, or are you just that interested in like the whole table?
2: It's kind of both, honestly. Um, you know, like if I had to go train on a track every day, I would die. But yeah. I love running, so it's not like I hate. Like I would hate the sport of running. It's like I would hate training that way. So I think you have to kind of find what works for you. And like a lot of times, for even a road marathon, I do mostly trail running and cycling and yoga and yes, uh, <laughs> the things that are that are completely different that kind of make you the whole athlete and kind of contribute to making you a little bit more well-rounded. Um, like when I attempted my first hundred miler, I actually did way less mileage. Like the longest run I did was 15 miles, and oh I did a ton of yoga. So, so did you
0: did you complete it the 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 race?
2: Yeah, you know I I, I did I did. We we definitely had some mishaps though in it. So um, I That's definitely still to insane. Back and like, <laughs> yeah, I mean I definitely needed like a redo on this. Um, but right now the rowing has taken. Uh, priority so i'm not putting a lot of stock and training into that right now so
0: yeah rowing's interesting to me there's i live on the river in portland and the rowing hub is right behind my house and they're out there every single morning and i'm six four and i'm pretty slim but i have kind of that rowing build and i've never done it and i'm really interested in signing up and just it looks like one hell of a workout it looks like i mean i love being on the water obviously so It is
2: technically considered um, one of the most physically taxing activities that you can do. Full body, right? Boxing and cross-country. Oh,
0: boxing! So I I was in the Philippines last, or for a month. I just got back, working on the Kickstarter launch that we just did, and we went over. I got a little membership to this Mai Thai place and started boxing, and that holy shit. Talk about a full body workout. I've never right? sweat like that in my life. And it was incredible. <laughs> and I just wish there were places here that were built around the same type of system they had there where you could just drop in whenever you wanted. There were plenty of trainers and they would just send you through all these different stations and you would box with them. And it was awesome. Yeah. But here it's like get in the line of like 30 people and everybody punch right, punch left. And it just it sucks. I hate it.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah. That's to, amazing.
0: Yeah. I just I wanted to point out that you you're approaching all of these different sports from different angles. And you say that you even if you do road running, you're you're out practicing on trails. Like I'm the same way. Um and I've never done a full marathon, let alone a one hundred mile race. I've done some half marathons, but it's actually way harder on my body than if I'm running trails. I can like run forever on trails. And I don't know oh, if it's sure. like the energy of the trees, your body's hitting at a different angle every time you land. But mm-hmm. I teach people That it's not necessarily about forcing yourself to work out. You want to find those things that actually drive your excitement at the same time and do something different every single day if you need to, like go on a small trail run, get on your bicycle, go swim in the pool, whatever it is, just do something that makes you sweat one time a day and you can be highly effective compared to what you would normally be just by getting bored at the gym or, you know, sticking your thumb in your butt all day or whatever it may be.
2: Absolutely. And I think too a lot of people start to work out um almost by putting they kind of put the cart before the horse. So they'll say like, okay, well I want to lose weight. Or you know, what I mean it could be anything. That's just an example, but they'll start going to the gym and you know, you wonder why so many people don't last more than a month or two because the goal isn't the why. You know, like you you kind of have to find that why. Like why do you want to lose weight? Because you 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 have to kind of attach yourself to like something a little bit deeper that actually means something to you that kind of has that emotional attachment to losing yeah. weight. So you know, like of course you're gonna get bored in the gym if you feel like you just have to go sit on a treadmill for 45 minutes. Like there's <laughs> a re- I literally don't touch treadmills. It's like the there's worst. a reason I call it I call it the treadmill, and yeah. you know I never go. Of course not. But I love running, but but it's terrible. You know, it's a torture device for me. So. You know, I, I can't you know, even
0: make it a mile on one of those. It's crazy. No, no. I'm I'm sitting there looking at it like, holy shit, holy shit. Like running inside on this, it doesn't even. It's not even really much of a workout. I don't feel no. like. No,
2: no, it's never the same. You're never going to feel the same after like running on a road or trail. It's it's yeah. never going to be the same. So, yeah, I I totally hear you. I totally hear you. But it's fun to switch things up, and it's fun to do different races, and um, you know, it's it's great. It's great.
0: What are you doing? I mean, at this point in your life, obviously you have all these incredible things going on. How did you, how did you get into becoming an athlete? Have you always been uh, driven by that? Or is it something you sort of discovered?
2: I have always been an athlete. 100%. I actually spent the first half of my life pretty much swimming and show jumping horses. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. That's cool. Where where are you you from? I'm Southern California, Orange County.
0: Sweet. I lived in San Diego for a while, but my fiance actually used to work in the horse industry horse okay. Horses a lot too. Yeah. But in Kentucky.
2: <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. It's the Mecca of, you know, horses. Yeah, I, I lived in
0: Lexington for seven years.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. so it's really great. And it's, it's kind of something that like sports are, are such a part of me and have made every other part of my life what it is. So I, I can't imagine life without something. So like, it's so embedded in like, who I am, how I feel, um, my community, like athletes are some of the most highly respected people in, in my world. Like I, I respect athletes so, so much and I want to be around them and I want to train with them. I want to race with them. I want that kind of level up mentality where, you know, even if you're at the top of your game, like I'm, you know, I race with Olympians and world champs and stuff pretty often and they never settle. You know, it's never like they win the <laughs> world championships and it's like, okay, great. Now I'm the world champ. It's like, you know, what can I do next? How can I be a little bit better? Or yeah,
0: How do you better? how do you never stop peaking, right? That's it's what I try to live my life around too. But when I started, I used to be like an alcoholic and I used to sit in my house all day and mope about how I had to go back to work in like the concrete construction industry.
3: And I realized
0: it was because I was surrounding myself by people who were just okay with being that way forever. And they kept saying things like, well, it's always going to be this way, man, so you better just get used to it. Like, you're never going to get out of this industry. And when when I went out to San Diego, actually, at a pretty young age, before I got too consumed in that career, it was total shock for me because being from Tennessee, where people really just aren't active, they there's just not a lot of that like encouragement around you to go do these extreme sports or to do sports in general. I mean, it's just not that active unless you're playing college football and then you go down to a place like San Diego and it's like nobody drinks and everybody like is extremely active <laughs> and yeah. it's so totally shifted my perception. And then I never forgot that about the West coast. And I've obviously now that I live in the Pacific Northwest, two hours from the coast but even in Portland everybody here is so active and when I'm surrounded by all of these people when I talk to someone on the street they're like yeah I'm going to hike Mount Hood tomorrow I'm going to go down and do a 20 mile trail run in Forest Park it just it levels you up with them right you're like oh well that's that's normal so I can do this I can try to work towards this and I think it's really powerful that people listening who are surrounded by toxic or um, I guess what would the word be Suppress like people that suppress you with their energy that try to make you feel like you can't be better. When you switch your environment and you're hanging out with Olympic athletes, you you have no choice but to be like, Oh shit, this is possible. Like I can become this. Let me just mock what this person's doing or ask them how they're doing and then just start training a little bit at a time, one step at a time, and you can become something that you never thought was possible.
2: Yeah, that's 100% true. And, you know, sometimes it's it's really, really hard to, what I call, which sounds really cruel, I know, um, trim the fat. So if you have even friends, family, um, people that you just don't feel elevate your life in some way, whether that's work, play, travel, sports, it, it could be anything. If you have people that are kind of dragging you down, sometimes it feels better to sort of cut them out and you don't have to do it in a cruel way. You don't have to be mean to them. Like you can still have a civil relationship, but like there are people that I've had to do that with like even close friends. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just like your level of energy and your lack of passion and motivation to do anything. I mean, I don't even care what it is, but to do something, (laughs) you know, to like anything, anything, be passionate about it. And I just, I was like, I just can't, I can't be around, like it's it's so dull. No, you have
0: to remove yourself.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I know, I'm like, I just can't, uh, you know. Well, you, when you
0: get to a level too where you can't <laughs> even process it anymore, like in the beginning you're scared to move out of that because you think yeah. that they're all gonna judge you and you're gonna lose your family and your friends, but once you get through that and you start becoming this happier, healthier person who is really personally developing in ways that everybody else thought weren't possible, that energy actually starts to affect them. They see what you did and maybe some of those people start coming out of their shell too. And I think it's really important because I had lots of friends who looked at me back when I was trying to make my transition and they were like, you're crazy. Like, and then I stopped talking to them. I'm like, look, you're just not, it's not on my energy level. I can't do this. And now they have also followed in that path, seeing me do it, become successful, be able to make a business and leave my job and do these things. Now I have friends who are quitting their jobs and like going after their passion and these people that never you would have thought in the world would do something like that and now they are. So I think it's important to be that that kind of leader because it is infectious to other people To despite what they're telling or making you feel like,
2: obviously. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And a lot of it is perspective too. Like if you're around – the same people all the time, the same community. It's really hard to kind of see outside that, and that's part of the reason that I I feel like I'm so, here, I'm sorry, I'm like, oh, it's all about me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, that's part of the reason that I feel like I'm so curious and why I travel so much, and Mm -hmm. I think travel and sport has made me such a better person, and I would be the same way if I didn't ever leave Southern California, or if I didn't ever, like I would only know one way of doing things. And so seeing how different people Compete, train, speak, hang out—you um, know how just how people live all over the world. I think is really, really eye-opening and just gives you like, curiosity snowballs. It's and it only magic. gets better. Yeah, it only gets better and better and better, and and it's really infectious. And when you start getting around those people, it's like uh, it's unstoppable. You know, it's it's so so cool, and so. You know that's kind of where I always try to to place myself. You know, even if I'm not at the top of my game, which okay, I never am. I mean, I'm I'm never at the top. You know, that's and that's why I love it though. You know, I love it. Sometimes I'm really nervous. You know, to go compete with these Olympic athletes because I want to do a great job for them. Um, you know, because I'm I'm the team leader. I'm the one in charge. I'm the one you know driving the boat and tell them all what to do. And you know, I have to be at the top of my game for them. So I have to meet those challenges every single time I go out and it just gets better and better and better. And, you know, it—it, it, I don't know, it's its really exciting and it's really a me way, you know, just kind of tying it back to what you were saying with just like getting out of your own environment and being afraid and challenging yourself. And I think fear is one of the best things we can do for ourselves in that way.
0: I know, so- and we hold it, we hold fear in so much. It's, you talk about distractions, which are like the toxic people that try to suppress you. And then the fear if you can move through that and you open up that channel, then you have to replace that channel with something else internally. And if you're exploring and you're traveling and you're trying to become the higher self that's already within you, it's really just a matter of removing all the shit that's blocking it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's really, really magical. It's, it's hard to put into words to people that have never brought a vision to reality or explored that. But I promise anybody, (laughs) the first time that you do, you get it and you never yeah. go back. You're never going back, and it's possible for everybody. Um, Whitney, what what are you doing now? Where are you going tomorrow? What is this <laughs> big adventure that you have set up? Uh, I, I'm really, really curious.
2: Well, um, it's really it's really exciting. I'm actually really excited about it. So this is sort of a passion project and a dream that I've had for a really, really long time, and this year, it kind of just like I got enough requests for it to make it happen that I was like, all right, I, I need, there's no time like the present. We've got to jump on it. So basically what I'm doing is um, tomorrow I'm taking off for Iceland, Ireland, Amsterdam, and England. Ooh. And in each of those places, except for Iceland, that's kind of a little tack on trip that's going to be adventurous and fun. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, go out and explore waterfalls and, you know, do <laughs> Your adventure things.
0: Is it a free um, stopover?
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, except it's so expensive because it's Iceland, so it's yeah. not actually... Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> how they yeah, get you. Exactly. It's such a scam. But at the same time, we're all falling for it because it's amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I get about a day there, and then I'm heading off to do some training in Ireland. Um, we'll hopefully be racing with a team in Ireland from Galway, um, a top men's team there, and staying with rowers and... Um, after that, going off to Amsterdam, which is a big, um, it's a world race. So FISA is basically world rowing and it's, it's hosted by world rowing. And I basically wanted to shake up the rowing world a little bit and created a team of two boats where each seat is represented by a different country. So Right now I have um, a 15 country team where I actually have 17 guys coming from all over the world to come race under my name and my new boat club for me in Amsterdam. Uh. (laughs)
3: So
2: all of these guys are national and world champions, Olympians, um, very, very accomplished, like big name rowers. And I call them my dream boat because I think they're adorable and I love them all. And they're, you know, they're so talented and I'm so, so excited that they're coming. Literally from almost every continent to... <laughs> um, so it's So they're going to be in the same boat? They are. So usually they're rivals, and we are racing as one team that I created. So, that is
0: fucking cool.
2: Yeah, so we're called the Seven Seas Rowing Club. That's the new name for, for my club. And my little passion project has actually turned into kind of a big deal. It's... Um, I'm getting... You know, calls from other race directors asking if I can put this together for their races. Um, I've gotten sponsorships and long term, you know, relationships now with major boat companies, like some of the biggest (laughs) companies in rowing that are like, okay, we need this to happen again. Can you help us do this in the, you know, in the future? Um, So I'm I'm considered a very well connected person in rowing. So I'm kind of the person that has the ability to put this kind of thing together. And my, what turned into my, or what was started as my little passion project has sort of exploded. And we have media coming, we have all different kinds of like coverage and, and, you know, things being thrown at us. And I mean, it's amazing. Like, I'm so excited because it's kind of like my little (laughs) crew. So, and you know, these guys are like flying in from all over the world just to come race for me. And it's, like it's this fun. is like the
0: coolest thing ever
2: it's unbelievable your brain is it, like
0: one of the affirmation cards in the deck is break the rules but first break the rulers and obviously to when you when you approach something like this you did something completely different that everybody wouldn't even consider usually because it's just not the way things have been done forever and it's blowing up because of it it's new it's exciting that's i'm really really pumped for you
2: thank you so so much and it, it's it helps me a lot too with the Olympic pursuit as well, um, because I, this is the first Olympic cycle that women are allowed to compete with men. So I'm trying to be the first woman in the men's age and, wow. um, it definitely gets attention. So if I'm, I'm sort of a, dare I say, a queen among men. So I'm <laughs> sort of creating this men's boat club that, you know, I'm, there, there aren't that many rules to break. So I'm sort of creating them and creating. The first, opportunities so- Go ahead, yeah. I'm
0: sorry, I was going to say the first woman in a men's, did you say eight? Yes. Is that a like a distance?
2: That is a boat class, actually. Okay. So what you see in the Olympics um, with the big boats with eight guys and a coxswain at the front, who is me, who steers the boat and runs the race plan, tells all the guys what to do. Um, oh, that's a know. lot
0: of, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of responsibility. It, it, that's so cool. Like, it, this is, yeah. this is the coolest <laughs> thing ever. I'm so pumped.
2: Wow. Thank you. Like no wonder
0: the world is coming together around you for this. I mean, this is something that is, if this is astonishing, if you get in there and you do this and eat, I mean, no matter what happens, the fact that you're doing it in general is the coolest thing ever.
2: Well, thank you so, so much. I mean, it's, it's really an honor to be racing with these guys and, um, and, you know, just to have them come out and everyone, you know, they're texting me every day and they're really excited about it. I'm like, that makes it worth it to me like when when guys from everywhere are excited to come together to like race with their rivals and do something they've never done before and and you know it's just building excitement you know in all you know the coaches the national teams the companies the rowers like everyone's getting pumped about it and so it makes it so much more fun for me to kind of you know kill myself trying to make it happen
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> so when it's you're really-
2: exciting it's really exciting
0: oh i can't i mean obviously (laughs) when you're when you're around all of these high performing athletes people that apparently are mentally cool like also extremely excited do you notice any common characteristics between them mentally
2: absolutely absolutely yeah there there is a very very clear difference i think at the top versus um like novices or I don't want to say amateurs because basically all rowing in the world is amateur. Like we're not like basketball or football or anything. So, um, yes, I would absolutely say yes. Um, it's really what we say, the guys that show up, shut up and do the work um, and let the results speak for themselves. So a lot of these guys are not out to, you know, have a lot of swagger or, you know, get on the media or, you know, put down their competition or talk trash on each other. It's, it's a very, very gentlemanly sport. And even though you are rivals, you absolutely, you know, the guys are the same everywhere. Like I've been a men's coxswain for over 10 years, probably 12 years now. And guys from everywhere want the exact same things. You know, they want to work hard. They want to race hard. They want to win things. They love women, and they want to go have a beer together after a race. (laughs) Like it doesn't matter where they're from. They all want to go like have a beer together after a race and talk about rowing. And it it doesn't matter, which is the coolest thing ever. So in a way, it's um, you know it's kind of like our own little way of like bringing the world together. You know, there's a lot of negativity going on right now. A lot of
3: um,
2: a lot of things to focus on that I think would be yeah, they're kind of downer topics and everything. So if there's anything that we can do to kind of bring things together and inspire other people and, um, you know, that's, that's what we're doing here. And, um, and it's fun and it's cool. And I already have lists of guys, you know, some of the most famous rowers in the world that are coming out, um, in October to race with me again. You know, we've got other Where races. Where's that at? Already. It's going to be in Boston. It's called head of the Charles.
0: Ooh.
2: It's yeah. It's a, it's one of the biggest races in the world. It's pretty cool.
0: So, so like when you bring in these visions to reality, obviously this was a passion project that eventually you sat down and decided that you're going after it. I'm, I'm big on, you know, vision boards, meditating habits, affirmations, that type of thing. Do you do anything like that? Um, do you plan through silence? Do you, do you take time to yourself to think about this before you actually rage?
2: I I try to, and I, I need to be more consistent than I am. Um, Seems to me like you're of, doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. It's I'm more of like a I need to get things done, or I feel like I feel less stressed. Yeah, when your
0: action. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm kind of a like get to work, like get things done kind of kind of person. Uh, but there are times where I literally have to step away and just go. I can't read one more email. I've got to stop, you know, looking at the computer screen. Um, and I, I do have better ideas, and I know it when I go run, when I just put music on and sit there and just kind of get get pumped. Um, <laughs> That's what I was you know. getting
0: at. I was I was wondering if your ideas came to you. I had a feeling that they come to you while you're while you're outside while you're doing all these things.
2: Definitely, I hate being inside. Yeah. I really do. I really do. Like well, it's
0: so bad for us. Yeah, no, I know. no antioxidants, no sunlight. It's it's not I'm, how we're meant to be.
2: Absolutely, I'm 100% solar powered, so I love being. <laughs> outside (laughs) you know it's like it makes me feel alive again and I'm sure it does for you and you know for a lot of these a lot of these people listening I'm sure Um, and sometimes you don't even realize it when you're like stuck in front of a computer for so long or stuck at a desk you get so sucked into what you're doing that you go outside and you're like oh my god amazing like all I needed was a break so and then you do get a lot of ideas and a lot of inspiration and I love to collaborate so like talking to the other guys. and like, what would, what would you want to see happen? And what would, um, you know, what feedback can you give me that would like make you really excited to come race? And, you know, that fires me up and gives me a lot of ideas as well. And then I can kind of get to work again, scheming and plotting and doing all those fun things.
0: How do you, how do you fuel your magical little spacesuit that you're wearing, like this physical body and all this incredible, um, I mean, you, you press hard, right? All the time. How do you, how do you feel yourself? What's, what's the body care type thing like for you?
2: Lately, terrible. Um, (laughs) I'll be totally honest. Um, I'm a totally open book here so we can, we can talk about my downfalls. Um, usually, I mean, I, I eat healthy. I eat really healthy. Um, you know, I don't, I'm kind of a low carb ish athlete, um, I don't drink soda, you know, like I just, I try to take care of myself in the things that I can control. Um, I try to sleep, although that's been horrendous the last four months, um, (laughs) you know, drink water, coffee, I get outside, I run, um, I do body circuits kind of like every 15 minutes I'll get up from the computer and like do a set of squats or
0: like Pomodoro with exercise. I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah, ex- ex- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not, a, not a, Wait, did you say Pomodoro? So yeah, like, maybe?
0: kind of like the Pomodoro like, technique with well, with exercising.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just kind of get up and move once in a while, and just kind of stay engaged, and you know, put put some music on, and and I, I really, the biggest thing is even though I'm killing myself on a project, and I may not be, you know, like I'm not doing my Ironman training right now, so I'm not in that kind of shape. But if I'm going to be doing something like this, I make sure that I'm really passionate about it. I don't want to be spending time doing things that just drag me down or that are, yeah. that are, you know, that are just kind of mindless or frivolous or you know, don't propel things forward in some way. So I'm always looking for something exciting and inspiring and like what can I do next that's bigger, better, shakes things up, um, get to other people involved and excited about what we're doing. Um, who else can I kind of connect with who? I love connecting people and networking. And so like, who can I work with next on this awesome project that, you know, might help with the Olympic dream? Um, you know, where can I travel next? And so things that I do work that hard on, I just make sure that I'm really excited about it. And that it doesn't feel so difficult, even though it's actually a lot of work. It just it's more fun
0: it's amazing so. what what kind of things can shift and manifest in life when you actually just follow your excitement i mean right? I, I know that you have to be able to make money and feed yourself and things like that but if you're pretty passionate about just intuitively following what excites you like that stuff can work itself out and Absolutely. it's something that i struggled with before i'm like well i can't just get a van and go Drive around the country for two years because I yeah. you know, I wouldn't be able to make money. But now I'm in a position where I literally could do that and still make money because I've been able to manifest that mindset and and create habits around it. Um, I, I just I think everything that you're doing and the way that you talk about it, you're very well spoken. Like you should be speaking on national levels. You're very clear, probably the clearest person I've ever talked to. Oh, um, thank you. And I just. I get this sense that you just go after it, but there's also this network involved. And I was curious as you've been an athlete forever. When did you start understanding that making these networking connections could be potentially the most important thing that blows everything up for you? Because it really is probably the most important thing to bring anything to life in today's world.
2: Yeah, I got to be honest forever. I'm a schmoozer, a networker. I'll make (laughs) friends with the person sitting next to me on the plane. You know, I'm like like that person. So, and I love just connecting other people. So it kind of just snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. So it's like the more people that you include and help, they remember you and they come back. I mean, I've had people come back years later and say, can you either help me with this? Or I would love to help you with this. Um, And then we strike up a, a new collaboration. So, sort of never ending and
0: it's a web. It's, it's, it's a web once it you really create is. it, then stuff keeps coming back towards you and as long as you keep plugging into it, you're gonna get Yeah.
2: Magic. It's so true. And the other thing though that's really important that I think a lot of people don't do when they network is a lot of people I find um ask. So they ask for Instead a lot of so tell yeah need something. <laughs> and what I have tried to do and what I try to tell other people like when they're trying to meet someone or talk to someone important Like, lead with your value. Don't ask them for something. Sell them on your value. And 99.9% of the time, it works, you know? If you get someone excited about your idea, it's pretty easy to network with people. You know, people want to be around that kind of excitement and enthusiasm. So it kind of just keeps growing and growing from that.
0: It's, I love that you said that because, you know, you get emails, probably I get emails. And if somebody's asking, 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 I figured out very early on that you have to be passionate about what you're doing before anybody else is going to want to support it. And yeah, if you do take something really exciting to a person and you're like, this is why this is awesome and why you should be involved, the the way that they perceive it is so much better. I mean, you can get big people to look at you like you might feel really small, but if they see something like that, it's, it's like a, it's like a lollipop. Like, Oh, this is cool. Your your passion is what's energetic about it.
2: Exactly. Like I encourage people all the time to like, go talk to that CEO you're afraid to talk to, or go talk to Nike. If you want a sponsorship, you know, the worst thing that happens is they say no, you know, and then, okay, who cares? Like you tried, but don't, don't try
0: nothing fucking happens. Yeah,
2: exactly. And you know what? They're just people. Like if you think about it, like you know what maybe the CEO of, you know, Nike or whatever, you know, whoever you're trying to approach is important and high up, but they're just people. Yeah. Get them excited about your idea and and lead with the value and you know, get them on board. Get them on board. No one cares more than you. So sell it. <laughs> you know, get excited about it. <laughs> so I mean, I've been amazed at some of the things that I've gotten and some of the connections I've gotten and the hookups I've gotten. Um just for asking because I mean I've had people come back to me and say no one's ever asked me before it's it's appalling (laughs) it's appalling so you know I say go for it you know try so you never know what'll happen
0: and they're probably (laughs) just sitting there thinking at any any given any given time somebody that you were very scared of is probably also sitting there thinking man I really wish that somebody would come to me and ask for a sponsorship and something cool
3: I right? I really, I mean, I really never... want to
0: do this, but nobody approaches me cause they're scared of me. Like the, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. It's cool. It's how it unbelievable.
2: Works. It's re- and you never know like what they're looking for too. A lot of people will come say like, can you hook me up with this, you know, sports company or this person or whatever, but I really don't think I'm qualified. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, would you tell them that? Are you going to go, you know, are you going to try to get a sponsorship and tell them, well, I really want this sponsorship, but I don't think I'm qualified. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. So, you know.
0: But people do it, right? All the time. Do it.
1: I'm
2: like, well, Way to sell it. Okay, way to sell yourself. <laughs> like, way to cut yourself out of the deal before you even, you know, get to step two. So, you know, go, go, ask, and make the connections, and you know, don't. I, I just think fear is like such a, such a self-deprecating, you know, way of of going through life and. It's, it's so easy to just kind of like not try something or, or I think hesitation and doubt are absolute dream killers. So if you, if you hesitate too long or if you doubt yourself, um, you know, you, you can put your life on hold forever. And, you know, I, I just, I really, really encourage people to like do what they're afraid of doing. Ask for what you're afraid of asking for and try, you know?
0: Yeah. Resistance is the death of creativity. I mean, we're born to create, whether that be your excitement and bring it to life or something incredible, a a gift that you have to bring to life that somebody else is going to get inspired by, and then they are going to follow their gifts and their dreams. We are born to create. And if we hesitate, if we resist, it is the death of that creation. And it's the total opposite of what we want to do. Yet those scary resistance gremlins make us so they make us poop in our pants and we pee everywhere and we don't know what to do. But... (laughs) You gotta, yeah, I, I just like, I, I personify them so that it, it keeps me separate. Right. If, if something scares me, I just look at it. Like, that's why I put the word gremlin on the back of everything. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a fear gremlin. That That's a resistance gremlin. It's a living entity trying to stop me from becoming my higher self. Look at that. I'm not part of that. Just look at it. It's me versus him. Who's better. And they're never better right the, the forest is never better than you and I do it because it's kind of a playful thing and it helps me realize that I have a lot more magic than than those gremlins want me to think and then it's just being able to get on the other side of your comfort zone it's gonna blow everything up for you which is why you've been able to create this magical voyage with all of these incredible athletes around the world coming to get into your your boat and I mean you're you're manifesting all of this. Like you're doing this. I can tell it just from the way that you talk, right? You you talk in a manner that this is going to happen and you've probably always done that. And that's why you've been able to make all of it happen. You bring it to life by talking and then by taking action to back up that talk. And I love it. It's incredible.
2: Well, thank you so so much. I mean, that means a ton to hear. And kind of related to what you just said too is actually a lot of what um A lot of what we do at the top level of sport is instead of sort of ignoring that fear, uh, where some people would actually call it pessimism. And I've actually been been called a pessimistic person, which kind of surprised me. I was like, I'm I'm not a pessimist. I was like, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty, I'm just realistic, you know? So, you know, some people approach things in the way that they're very, very practical and go like, okay these are some challenges and some obstacles and some things that I'm afraid of or that are going to come up or you know thing, things that might potentially stand in my way of doing this or things that I need to be better at or whatever. And there are some people who are just like, you can do it. You know, you're good at this and you can, you can, you can do, you know, a little bit more. I would, I don't know what else to call it. A little bit of a cheerleading voice Yeah, where I'm much more practical. I'm like, okay, I really suck at this. This is one thing I need to get better at. Here's a person that I need to meet in order to make this happen. And some people have called me pessimistic for that. And I'm like, actually, I would just rather know what I'm up against and then be able to tackle it. So I I think if you, if you are able to kind of acknowledge, like you said those things that, that scare you or maybe stand in your way a little bit or whatever it is that maybe you need to be a little bit more skilled at, just acknowledge it and then move forward with a better plan of action rather than kind of like hoping for the best, like trying and hoping for the best. You're, you're kind of setting yourself up maybe for disappointment.
0: It comes down to living purposefully, right? Like having an intention with what you're paying attention to. And I, I think that that's not pessimistic at all, the way that you're doing it. It's, it's very effective, actually. It's, it's the way that you get things done. Being practical doesn't mean that you're pessimistic. Um, like, it's what is the problem? And what steps do I need to take to overcome these problems? And who do I need to help me overcome these problems? And what can I do to provide value to them along the way? Because every, prob- every single problem, it breeds an, opportun- an opportunity for a solution, right? And so what can we do uh, to find these solutions? Who do we need around us to to bring these solutions to life? And just staying positive throughout that process. I mean, you could go through that same process and be like, this isn't going to work. Like you could know exactly who you need to know and know exactly what you need to do. But if you're like, oh, this this is going to end up with all of us shitting our pants. Like there's no way this is going to work. It's probably still not going to work. But if you go through it and you do believe and you are positive about how it is going to work and you are optimistic, then it works. Um, it's it's you can cripple yourself even if you're being practical, right? So you, you kind of have a combination of both. You're you're practical, you know the action that you need to take, but you're also positive that it's going to work because you see the path, like you 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 map it out and you know exactly what needs to be done, and it's just do it. Right? Just do it.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, that's actually really, really relevant to trying to make the Olympic team right now. Um, There are not a lot of rules for how to do it. Um, It's a little bit of the Wild West, which is a blessing and a curse because it means I can create the rules and break the rules. (laughs) Um, But it's one of those things where I could do... It's, it's not like, you know, going to trials where I just need to run faster than someone or I need to jump higher than someone or be faster than someone. Um, this position doesn't require that. So it's almost, dare I say, political. I could literally be the best in the world. I could do everything right and still not make it. And am I confident that I will and that I have the resources and that I have the army behind me to do it? Absolutely. And I will not back down. I mean, I'm a bulldog. I'm not going to back down. However, I could still do everything correctly and know that one decision could still keep me out of the game. And I have to be able to kind of keep that in mind. So I'm not crushed by that if that happens, but at the same time, I'm very well armed and I'm very confident that I will be okay. So it's kind of one of those things again, where you balance like, you know there there is still this possibility that you know there are things that I cannot control in any way, and you know that that could happen. That could be one scenario. I'm confident, but yeah, know.
0: and it's something that you just teach yourself to not take personally. But exactly. you have all that sweat and grit into something like that, and then one small political decision keeps you from it. That can be fucking frustrating to hell too. It's- um,
2: it can be horrible. I mean, it could be two years down the road. You know, I could yeah, yeah. be doing this for two years and then find out before, you know, the Olympics that I didn't make it. And it could be something political. You, I mean, you just, you don't know that you can only control yourself and what you can control. So I just need to position myself and put myself in the best position possible, um, I should say, um, to have every opportunity to be able to show off what I can do and sort of weasel my way into the team. (laughs) So I, you know, I, and that's the only thing that I can control and then just do a damn good job when I get in the boat. So.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I think, I think you're, I think we're going to keep the positive energy around and say that it's totally going to happen for you though. And not, it's important, obviously, not to focus on the, the thought that it's not going to happen. Of course that's in the back of everybody's mind, but you're not focusing on that, right? You're focusing on what happens if it does. And it's like you have to act the part that it's going to happen. you got to take all the actions that it's going to happen.
2: Exactly. And um, one of my best mentors, who was an Olympic gold medalist in 2004, um, and he wants me with his wisdom all the time. And The thing that he told me that really has stuck with me through the years, because he's helping me a lot with this, Um, was he told me that you cannot think like a normal person and expect normal things to happen. You have to think bigger. You have to be willing to do things that other people are uncomfortable doing. And you have to make, I don't even want to say sacrifices because you're doing it for a passion, but sometimes you have to stay home on a Friday night. Sometimes you have to work a little bit harder. Sometimes you have to go to practice when you feel like not. Um, you know, there, there are things that you have to do to kind of think above. you know, like frivolous little problems. Petty things cannot be your problems anymore. It's got to be, um, you know, how, how do I get to an Olympic level? How do I get my mindset to that level when I've never been there before? Mm-hmm. It's a totally different level of competition.
0: You cannot so- become your higher self or accomplish all these things that you've never been able to accomplish by deep, being what you've always been and doing what you've always done doesn't work. So the decisions Correct. have to be made in alignment with who you're becoming.
3: Right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. You know, my like little conveniences for me can't be problems anymore. They're, they're going to be inconvenient and I can't, I can't focus on that.
0: It's cause you're so. gangster.
2: Ah, oh, well thanks. Hey, what's, Orange County? I,
0: I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I, I like to ask this question because it's just interesting what kind of answers come up, but what, what is something that you do that you think is really weird that most people don't do?
2: Oh gosh, so much. I'm super weird. I don't know. Um, that most people don't do.
0: Yeah. Maybe a habit or a type of workout. Like there's just so many different things that I do personally. I'm like, most people probably don't do this. Like, you know, most people probably don't meditate with their legs up on the wall for 30 minutes a day.
2: Oh my gosh. There's undoubtedly a lengthy list. I'm just trying to think. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is purely just what pops up at the top of my head. Um, I'm kind of ballsy and I don't mind like, you know, talking to people that most people wouldn't talk to, you know, like trying to, trying to make the impossible happen, like bringing these boats together, I guess, Mm -hmm. like, taking the time and effort where most people would be like, okay, Oh my God, that's so much work. Or like, how in the world are you going to talk to like the Italian national team or like the, you know, the German national team. And I just call them, you know, (laughs) like I just, I don't even care. Do you put
0: those things as priority for your day? Like, do you, do you ever make a list thing? This is the most important thing I can do and do it. Or you just intuitively flow through all of this?
2: I kind of just intuitively flow through it. Like I do try to keep like a calendar, you know, I try, I'm, I'm pretty organized and I, um, I try to like write things down and like stick to my calendar and stuff like that, but it really is, it's kind of like a social thing for me. Like I'm, I'm really, really social and I just love to network with people and just make really cool things happen. Yeah. So I, I love just reaching out to those people that other people are afraid to talk to or would never do. Like I, I like being not part of the flock, you know, like, <laughs> Like doing things that like people are afraid to do or like don't do like travel alone or create these kinds of projects and get people excited about them because they've never been done before. So anything that kind of surprises people or gets people really excited to be part of it, like, that's kind of, I don't know, that's, I don't know if that even answers your question.
0: Yeah, it does. What what I'm getting from you is you, you have built, you've built a habit throughout your life of being able to do this. And I'm trying to connect it back to people who haven't started doing that yet. Um, Because one of the first steps is you start being able to identify what it is that could make the big difference in your life and then you put that as a priority. You you figured it out so young that you have been able to make this into a habit, but you're still doing it every single day without even having to think about it or put it on a list. Like you flow, because flow is the ultimate goal, right? It's at the top. If you can live in flow, everything just works. And you feel it intuitively and you go in that direction and you explore the unknown and that's what we all want to get to ultimately. Um and I don't get to talk to a lot of people who are at that level, and so I think it's really cool to hear hear your side and how it is when you when you're living a lifestyle like that. And and obviously how much opportunity and magic that it opens up for you.
2: Well, thank you so so much. I, I think a lot of it just comes um and, and this is you know, this is really hard to do. It's hard for most people. It's, it's still hard for me sometimes, but I think letting go of the fear and just trying things because so many people are afraid to either, either put in the full effort. Like the idea is great. Like people have really good ideas and, um, you know, really neat things that they want to try to do. You know, maybe it's running a marathon, but they have trouble completing it or, you know, like really diving in head first to like make it happen. And I think some of that has come from me really not caring if it doesn't work out. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, I love, I want it to work out and I'm going to make it work out. But if I try something and fail,
0: don't take I'm, it personal.
2: I really don't care. Like I tried, I really yeah. don't care. Like I'll either try it again or do it a different way. And I'm just you know, like, I don't care what people say, you know, if I DNF on a marathon or, you know, whatever, like I I just don't care I'm just going to do it again so I I think that has opened up so much freedom to try more and more things and not be afraid to try things that I normally wouldn't do because I want people to see me in a positive light so now I basically just don't give a shit and I do what I want and make things happen and have fun doing it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't so
0: yeah you're you're authentic right you're just being yeah. authentic with yourself and what drives you and, and paying attention to it and not taking it personal when the gremlins get in the way. It's it's one of the hardest things in, in our fast-paced society, the way that we kind of are brought up, especially in areas like the Southeast and probably the Northeast, definitely, where you have so many different influences and they sh- shape you from a child to how you want to think when you're older. And it just it causes everybody to be so scared to move away from that community sense of um, structure, right? But yeah. in in reality it is just being authentic to what interests you and, and following it and and being okay with it not working out because I mean for me, if something doesn't work out the way that I was planning, generally pretty soon after that, something else opens up that is way better off anyways, and you're like, Oh shit, like that's why that didn't work out. But Isn't you don't amazing? know that. Hey, you so don't know true. that in that moment, you you feel shitty and you feel like a failure, but always happens every single time. It's like if you can, it's like a test, right?
2: Yeah. If you can keep absolutely. your composure,
0: you're going to get something awesome. You're going to get a golden ticket. Um, and I think
2: too, like I also try to tell myself <laughs> exactly like what you were saying. I, I see obstacles as opportunities. So if there is a roadblock, it's going to keep most people from doing something I want to try it, and and worst case scenario, someone goes like, "Oh, it didn't, you know, it didn't work out, or you didn't finish X, Y, and Z, or whatever." And you're like, "At least I tried." Yeah. Like, you know who who cares? You know, I'm not sitting on the couch. At least I tried. I'm
0: not sitting so, on the couch with my hand down my pants, <laughs> killing yeah, a bucket of exactly. KFC, watching Springer, Gary yeah.
2: Springer. Yeah, you know, I don't remember the last time I did that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's so true, though. It's so true. And I think the more you kind of get in that mindset, too, it's like you you just see more and more and more possibilities and less and less things as obstacles. Like, things just aren't obstacles anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe small ones here and there, but they become easier as what, you become more willing to try.
0: Total, totally. Totes. <laughs>
3: to- Absolutely. What, what's yeah. your... <laughs>
0: What's your love for nature like? Um, oh
3: my gosh.
0: What's this cure for nature? Like, how do you, what's your relationship like with it?
2: Um, well, pretty, dare I say, pretty deep, I guess.
0: I mean, clearly, um, you're, you're very <laughs> intertwined, obviously. Nature,
2: nature and I go way back. Um, <laughs> no, I actually grew up in a family where we were always traveling, we did a lot of backpacking, camping, um, like, we were really adventurous. So it's, like, that's where I feel alive, honestly. And that's partly why I travel. Um, I, I hate being sedentary. I hate being inside. Um, you know, I like being in the mountains and on the beach. Yes. And, and it's just, you know, it's it's freeing. It clears your head. It's, it makes you feel in touch with the world. And I think it makes us better people. Um, you know, you aren't stuck in your little bubble of... Um, you know, your, your community, the way you do things, you have to do things a little bit differently. You can't just, you know, litter, like you actually have to take care of our planet when Mm -hmm. we're out, you know, on the, so I, I think it teaches a lot of appreciation and tolerance and, um, and I think it gets you in touch with things that are more important rather than material things. And I think that's really important for us to do.
0: It's amazing Um, what travel does. When I, Oh God! Yes. We always just went to the same. My my family didn't have a lot of money growing up, and my grandparents lived in like the you know South Carolina on the beach. So we went there every year, and that was the only place I ever traveled to. Uh, but when I started understanding, I went to Thailand in 2015, and I was like, the first you know the first trip out of the country. Oh my God! Like it didn't take me, but one year after that, and I had quit my job, sold all of my belongings, built a business. Like it was, it's insane how. An influence of just seeing that where you're from isn't what the rest of the world is about and it's really not the answer but exploring and, and seeing the way that other people live in other parts of the world it, it, there's something extremely contagious about it to make you go after it like just once you see the world I feel like you can't go back to just wanting to be a hermit and, and ignoring everything and
2: oh never doing
0: these habits that are never going to contribute because you you just can't like I, I don't know it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I'm actually um, trying to finish my marathons on all seven continents right now. And so <laughs> I've gotten to go to some pretty cool places to run marathons. And
0: some Are some of those trail or are they all road?
2: Um, a couple of them have been trail.
0: So when are you going to Antarctica? I already did. You did?
2: Yeah. What? How is <laughs> yeah. that? What? Where did you go? Uh, a big white place in <laughs> Antarctica, <laughs> a block of ice. <laughs> How did you get, I mean, I've
0: always, I'm so, I've got like, I think what, two more continents I got to get to. And
2: are you I'm, doing it too? Are you trying to get all seven?
0: I'm not, not run a marathon on all of them. but That's a great idea. I'm just trying to get to all of them. But oh, Antarctica, yeah. like I am running a marathon in, in Utah, which is, which
2: one? which one
0: something in like, february or march i think it's i think it's outside zion or in zion oh
2: my gosh i'm so zion's one of my favorite national parks i'm so envious i love it yeah i've never been
0: so it's one of the states i haven't been to but i i've only yeah i haven't been to maine or utah or hawaii
2: you're gonna die you're gonna love it and that's a beautiful time of year it's like cool enough it's stunningly gorgeous i'm so envious i know i'm
0: i'm I'm pretty excited, but let's not forget that you went to Antarctica, and I don't want to figure this out. How did you get? How did you get there? Did you get sponsored to go down there, or did you? Did you just figure it out? Um,
2: uh, no, I was actually working for the race director, so. Um, so I was doing so awesome. So, yeah, so it, it was really, really fun. Got to go down there and run. And on Antarctica, I actually only ran the half marathon. So I'm trying to decide what I need to do because I technically need to run a full to go back. So <laughs> uh, I didn't have time because I was actually doing the media for the whole thing. So I –
0: yeah. and
2: it was a very challenging marathon.
0: Half I'm marathon. sure.
2: So, uh, you know, we're like tripping over penguins. We're climbing through snowbanks. We're, you know you – know. it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So I'm doing the media for this and got the half in. So I have to kind of figure out what I'm going to do uh, to actually go back for a full because I you obviously need a full to run a full marathon on all seven. But um, but the point is like you you know you're you're traveling. We we did them in Africa, Tokyo. Um,
0: you know. What part of Africa thing. did you go to to do it?
2: Um, we actually ran the marathons in South Africa and um, Zimbabwe and Botswana, but we did. South Africa, Botswana, Namibia, Zambia, and Zimbabwe, and then I've been to Morocco as well. Oh, I heard um, Morocco's
0: awesome. Oh my God. I was in I was amazing. in South Africa last year and Uganda.
2: It's it's, see okay, see so you know then it's another planet down there.
0: Hmm. Well, is I mean it, even I mean, even South Africa versus yes. East Africa, North Africa, completely different.
2: Completely different. Completely different. We went rafting
0: on the Nile. That was pretty awesome.
2: That's sick. Yeah That's pretty cool I'm not that much into rafting It's a it's a little scary for me But
0: Yeah the kayaking guy, The dudes that were kayaking Those rafting It was fucking crazy I mean they were nuts But the the Japanese Are building dams And you're not gonna be able To do it anymore It sucks
2: Wait really? Yeah, yeah. they already
0: built one And killed a bunch of the rapids that, I mean people from all over the world Would come do these rapids And then we did the back half That was still there And there were some kayakers Out there that were like Yeah they're putting up Another dam we're, This is all gonna be dammed up You can't do it it's horrible.
2: Wow, what a buzzkill!
0: Yeah, and that's right where the mouth of so that's where Lake Victoria. It's the it's the the source of the Nile. It's where it starts. So the Nile flows north, and Lake Victoria feeds into the Nile, and that's that's where it is. It's right there in Uganda. Wow, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. But wow. uh, yeah, I just this is all very fascinating. I could talk to you forever. I, I want to <laughs> squeeze another question, in before I let you go and maybe you can come back on and we can rage again sometime after you've done your incredible Olympic journey. Um, but you know, I, I saw a post a while back about somebody stealing your bike (laughs) and I was very drawn into the tenacity that you had to make sure that (laughs) this person was not going to get away with this. I don't know what the outcome is or how I'm sure it was probably pretty impossible to figure that one out. But did you ever get a resolution to that? (laughs)
2: Oh, did I ever. Let me tell you, <laughs> this was a great story. Okay. Yes,
0: that's awesome. So, I'm so glad that you did.
2: So long story short, we basically had to set up an undercover sting operation. Wow. So we actually, a total stranger found the bike online. Like these people, the next morning did not do anything to the bike. So it was very obviously my bike. The next morning had it posted up online trying oh, to sell it. Wow. So, a few cyclist friends and I pretended like we were interested buyers and ended up going over to meet them to try to buy the bike. But I happened to bring sever- seven undercover cops with me. So, they, seven? All
3: got
2: a- <laughs> seven. they all, I think the whole department wanted to come. I think they thought it was really fun. So, we went over there and I actually never confronted them. For obvious reasons, I, you know, I don't want them to meet me face to face because they're absolute criminals. Right. So they're in jail, basically. And I got my bike back.
0: That is incredible. Yeah. (laughs) You said, like, on that post, you were like, I will find you. You were very adamant about it. And I thought that was incredible. And
2: I'm going to Liam Neeson you and I'm going to find you like, (laughs) yeah. And we totally did. We, like, I called the police and I was like, here, we, this is what we need to do. And they were amazing. The police were amazing. They were on it. They were so helpful. And we set up this whole thing. I worked with the undercover detectives and we just, we just played these people until we found the bike. And it was amazing.
0: The power of the strangers too. Like we, I had a buddy at this complex i lived at last year and he had an incredibly expensive mountain bike that got. Stolen, Like somebody cut this big cage that he had it in and, and got it out. And then the next day or two days later, some stranger was like, had found, um, saw it like tied to a stop sign on the side of the road and took a picture of it. And because it was next to a homeless camp and it was this extremely expensive bike. And they were like, if anybody's missing a bike, like this doesn't seem like it belongs next to a homeless camp. And they posted it online. And I mean, what, you know, to take the energy to do that and to think like there's no way a homeless guy owns this bike like this is definitely stolen. Yeah. It was pretty cool, but unfortunately by the time they got down there it was gone and
2: Oh, it's so devastating. I mean, yeah. people don't understand like how devastating it is to really lose your bike. Like your bike is your baby.
0: Well, yeah, and you put so much into getting it the right way and tweaking it and it's like and your, so you were you feel it yeah.
2: and you like, you know, you you ride it every day or whatever. You know, it's like it's your baby. And so like Oh, I, I was so mad. I was like, no, there is no way. Like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to find you. So I, and you know, the power of social media, I hope that I can help somebody else do the same thing. So now I'm on, you know, neighborhood watch because so many people helped me that, you know, I need to pay it forward. So I'm hoping that I can at some point help somebody else find the bike. It's, you yeah. know, we can do, do you, it. We can do it.
0: Absolutely. Connectivity is power.
2: Yeah. Networking
0: is power, and don't be afraid to reach out to people people
2: no, it is it really is
0: we're all space driven hunks of magical meat, strapped to skeletons <laughs> flying around a giant ball of fire. We're all good, right
2: well when you put it that way, all hmm.
0: stardust fingertips <laughs> hey one one I have one last thing, and then I want you to um I want to share where people can find you, follow you you're definitely. Cool to follow on Instagram because you're obviously doing all these amazing things. You have a very engaging following on Instagram, actually. I mean, thank I struggle you. to get like 20 likes. You, you have like, you know, you get like 500.
2: You're, you're really
0: killing <laughs> it in the millennial generation. Everyone's oh, looking up to thank you.
2: Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's really fun. I, I love it. I love it's it. because yeah. you're
0: authentic, right? People, people stick like authentic people develop a following, in, and it's you're doing something very unique, and it's it's really cool. Um, thank you. But I'm curious. Just this is just personally for me asking Do you do anything with ice baths or acupuncture or deprivation tanks or any of these weird um, methods out there? For what's the thing that they do now where you, you can like freeze your body with
2: oh, yeah, like cryotherapy? Yeah,
0: cryotherapy. Have you ever done any of that stuff or do you do any of it to keep your health in line?
2: Um, no, the only thing we've done um, are ice baths, those are really, really common. Um, like for marathons, Iron Man, and and also for rowing too. So like the guys do them all the time. Yeah, I so. love Wim
0: Hof and I love his teachings, and I just think it's extremely beneficial from a health point to be able to put yourself through that. But it also makes you mentally stronger. Sure. Um,
2: yeah. Well, and it just it feels good too. So we do um like we do a ton of like foam rolling and sticks and yoga. Uh, I personally believe in active recovery. So after I go do something, you know, if I'm, if I'm running a marathon or doing an Ironman or even just a tough run one day, like sometimes trail runs will totally wipe you out. Yeah. Um, the next day, at least like go for a walk and do some yoga. Like don't just sit around. So, I like that.
0: That's, that's, yeah, I like that.
2: And that's like the, the bare minimum. Like just like move around, stand up, um, Stretch, yeah. drink a lot of water, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really really big into like nutrition, health, hydration. Um, you know, some of that has gone out the window while well, I've been planning this whole thing. But, <laughs> um, but generally, yes.
0: <laughs> what are, What are your favorite outdoor brands, like gear and stuff that you use? Do you have any favorites?
2: Oh, I do. I do. Topo shoes. For sure um i got them to i'm an ambassador for them because i put on their shoes one time for a trail run and i will never wear another shoe like i will for trail running i'm still i'm trying to
0: find the perfect fit i still haven't been able to do it i have really wide feet
2: let's talk afterwards yeah that's this will be good for you
0: sweet that would be awesome
2: yeah so they're one of my favorites i mean their their customer service is amazing the shoes feel great they're like laser cut seams so you don't get like bloody feet when you do long runs and you don't get you know i mean they're just they're so so awesome and that's definitely definitely one of my uh one of my go-to like do they make
0: a do they make a a a mid version or a high top version for trail running for ankle support Uh,
2: no not as of yet but they're developing stuff all the time um, and they, they have a few different versions like waterproof, rock plates, uh, street shoes or road shoes. Um, so there are a couple different versions I can, I can show you all that, but they don't have a mid one. Yeah, it's
0: just curious. I, I somehow fell into like, it's very hard for me to find shoes cause I wear a 14 first of all. And when you order stuff online, you can't try it on first. And I have this slightly weird issue with my left foot where it just always feels like it's maybe a little wider than my right. I don't know, but
2: that's common though. Yeah, it's, like and, it's really common for people to have like one shoe that's like a half size off.
0: Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I did find a pair, like a, a pair of shoes that has been working for me, and, and it's an Under Armour Verve shoe, but it's a, it's a trail shoe, but it's a mid, and it actually has been really good for me. I've, I've really liked the ankle support when I do trail running, but they don't make them anymore. They came out with some new version that's not the same, and, and uh, it was just a very lightweight trail shoe, and, and I would, I'm yeah I'm in the hunt so Topo shoes looks good
2: yeah and I could yeah. try
0: the, the lower rim also I can get
2: you a discount
0: yes yes that's the <laughs> only reason I brought you on this show I knew that hey. before I talked to you
2: I told you straight up I like to hook people up so <laughs> I gotcha <laughs>
0: where so you're, you're Iron Will Wit on Instagram your mm-hmm. your website I think is what ironwillproductions.com is that correct?
2: correct yes where
0: can I- everybody find you other than that is there anyone else? Um,
2: that is really where I'm most active. I don't do Twitter. I like
0: it. Simplicity.
2: I, oh my God. I can't even keep up. I focus on a few things and try to do them well. So Instagram. I, I, yeah, you're,
0: you're good at it. And that's why it works. I'm totally, I, I, one energy, right? I was I was meditating. I did a deep meditation before this because mm. I have to to keep my shit in line. And it oh, all yeah. came down to this one energy. And I, I'm like so in alignment right now that I just want to focus everything on this one thing and keep it simple and that's what is the most effective thing every time don't get too complicated
2: yeah simplify anything you can be
0: really good at that one thing
2: yes yes cool yeah it's so true we need more room for creative stuff not complicating things i
0: know i'm gonna hit you up when i come down there my buddy just moved back down to southern cal Oh, and i have a best friend in ventura which isn't too far from you
2: Great! Um, yeah, come hit the beach, bro. We'll yeah, come if you ever
0: it, come up to Portland and do any rowing, I would love to. Uh...
2: I do actually. I do sometimes, and I have a lot of friends there, like the Oregon State guys. Like I'm really good friends with Oregon State, and
0: that's awesome. You know, I, I really want to get yeah. into it. I, I do. Oh. It's, I'm rock climbing a lot right now. I love it. It's a newfound obsession, and I'm always just trying to find new new sports and full body. And I I want to work my legs out, and that seems like a very very good uh, well, way to go.
2: That'll do it. Rowing'll do it. Cool. Yeah. Whitney
0: you're awesome you're killer uh thank you so much for coming on it's been it's been a blast and I hope you have so much fun doing your your event and just slaying it you're always slaying life I love people that slay life and never stop peaking and you're doing it so thank you for sharing your wisdom and your simplicity and your energy
2: well thank you so much I mean it's a huge honor you I should hang out with you more often. You've been complimenting me so much. It's so nice to hear. So I'm totally flattered. And and I really, really hope to meet some of your listeners. I really hope you guys will get in touch with me, um, follow me on Instagram and, or whatever. I hate it when people ask me to like, or ask you to like follow them. But <laughs> sure. Get in touch with me on Instagram, do what you want and tell me what you're up to. Like, I want to know what you guys are up to and what, you know, like what you guys are crushing. Um, cause this this just sounds really awesome and I bet you have a really cool community of people, so I wanna hear more about it.
0: Yeah, it, people, it's, every time I talk to somebody, every time I get an email or a text to somebody who actually reaches out and says thanks or this really helped me do this, It it it's the most magical thing ever to know that something that you create or put out there is actually helping other people create and inspire other people, like it's a continuous line, right? And if somebody doesn't reach out and they think like for me, when I first got started, it was, do I reach out? Do I not reach out? And then when I started doing it, I realized that if I'm not reaching out, then I'm robbing the rest of the world of possibly being inspired by something that I may be able to make, um, in the future. Like when you don't reach out, when you don't finish whatever you're creating, like you're just not only are you hurting yourself, but you're hurting everybody around you who may be inspired by it. And so, Definitely reach out. Always reach out. Anybody out there.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so, so much again. This was really, really awesome.
0: Yeah. Cool. And I'm totally down for rowing now. You've convinced me. And I need to talk to you about the Topo shoes. so
1: Yeah, we'll talk. There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smalls that we'll assemble with our minds and sell to
3: Earth. Wakey wakey, rise and shine, boys and girls. This is Todd, and you knew I'd show up just to whisper some sensual little things in your pretty little ears. Heath just wanted to let everybody know that he's super grateful for all of the overwhelming support for the Rage Create Kickstarter and the sweet ass domination deck. Uh, It's a dream come true, and he's going to play with his nipples quite often thinking about the excitement involved in the whole process and, and involved in the energy that you all brought to the table to help him bring it to life if you want to pre-order a sweet ass domination deck you can go to ragecreate.com and still do that it's an extra kinky deck of cards that will help you make your motivation as hard as a studly manpiece, if you know what I mean And then um, please consider leaving a review at heatharmstrong.com forward slash review. We'll show you how to do that. And Heath will leave $2 donation in your name to the Help Charity Foundation. If you want to leave a message for the show, it's heatharmstrong.com forward slash voice. To enter the weekly giveaway, it's heatharmstrong.com forward slash giveaway. It's all pretty straightforward. It's all pretty simple, just like I like it. Tune in next week for some more incredible, sensual, motivational advice. Ta-ta, ladies and gents.